Well, good morning. My name is Ryan Schreckengast, and I'm one of the preachers here at GFC. I wanted to start this morning by asking a question of the children who are here. Children, when your parents correct you for doing something wrong, do you ever try not to listen? <laughs> At least some parents, that, that sounds familiar. Parents, uh, have your children ever put their fingers in their ears, refused to make eye contact, uh, or told you some random unrelated story that is suddenly very important for them to share with you uh, as you're talking with them about their misbehavior or their choices that they've made. Raise your hands, parents, if that has ever happened to you. Uh, okay, some of you, that's, that's never happened to me or with my children, of course. Uh, but uh, if that is what you have experienced... Uh, then maybe when you are talking with them, you say something like this. Children, if you don't understand what you did wrong and learn from it, then you will just go on making the same choices again and again and again and again and again and again and again. So children... Let me tell you that if this is what your parents say to you, you are hearing from them the voice of wisdom. Because parents and everyone, none of us are exempt from that foolish impulse. To shut out the voice of the Lord and his reproof of our lives because we simply don't want to hear it. And it's incredibly immature if you really start to think about it. But more than that, it's incredibly dangerous. In this morning's passage, we'll be continuing chapter 1 of Proverbs, and we will hear the voice of wisdom cry out to the simple and beg us to listen. And in short, here is what wisdom has to say and what I hope that I am able to echo this morning. Those who ignore the clear call to repent will be destroyed. In verses 20 through 23, we hear wisdom call loudly and clearly to repent. And then in verse 24 through 33, wisdom promises death and destruction for those who stop up their ears, refuse to make eye contact, and reject God's reproof. So let's start by reading verses 20 through 23 of Proverbs 1, and that's on page 494 if you got one of the Bibles from the church lobby. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice, and at the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, O oh simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing, and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, 
Behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. Friends, according to these verses, wisdom is not hard to hear. Verses 20 and 21 show us the extent to which the personification of wisdom is in fact seeking out those who would need her. On the street, in the market, at the gate, she is yelling, screaming, crying out to be heard. In short, according to Proverbs, wisdom is not hiding from you. She is seeking to find you. This is the opposite of much of the conventional understanding of the world. That wisdom must be uncovered or discovered in some hidden place. No, friends. On the contrary, according to scripture, wisdom is going out of its way to find you. So why then, you may ask, do so few people have wisdom? Why is wisdom forced to make her petition before the masses, the vast majority of people? Verse 22 says that it is simply because the simple love being simple. The immature prefer to remain immature. The fools delight in their foolishness. Now, at first, this may seem surprising. Surely not. Surely this must be an exaggeration. No one actually wants to remain ignorant or immature, do they? How, how can that possibly be? But the reason is at the beginning of verse 23. If you turn at my reproof, says wisdom. Friends, the words of wisdom are more often than not reproving us. They are calling us to turn. Another word for that is to Repent. Now we begin to see why this message is not universally accepted. Because it is calling us, friends, to repent. To understand that maturity and wisdom does not come from doing what comes naturally to us. We need to turn, to change what we are doing, to turn away from our own way and to go a different way. To which more of us than not, close our eyes, stick our proverbial fingers in our ears and say, la, 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 I can't hear you. We would rather go on our own way going about our own business, doing what we want to do, than to listen to wisdom's very loud cry for repentance. In short, we love being simple. 
We don't believe that what wisdom promises is actually better than what we want for ourselves. But look at the last part of verse 23. What wisdom promises is a guarantee of greater wisdom. Of more wisdom. If we hear wisdom's call for repentance, friends, then we are promised a flood of wisdom. An anointing like oil that has been poured on our heads. Friends, this is kingly language. If we are willing to hear the voice of wisdom and heed her, then we open ourselves up to an outpouring from God of more than we can imagine. Because wisdom is like a crown. It is like ever-growing riches of understanding. Understanding of God and understanding of His kingdom. So this is why, children... When your parents want to spend the time to talk with you about what you are doing wrong and how you can do it better, please listen to them. They are not trying to harm you, but to call your attention to what is already harming you and those around you. They are training you up like a prince or a princess, to wear the crown of wisdom for your entire life. And please, parents, I exhort you to take that time. Talk through those things with your kids because it is worth it to coax the fingers out of their ears so that they can hear God's call for repentance. And as you take that time and do that, please also recognize in yourself, parents, you are mirrored in their response. You too have to struggle to accept the voice of wisdom. And what is that wisdom? It is the loud and clear call to repent. So there are two applications for us this morning, friends. First, be encouraged. Because wisdom is not hard to find. It is loud and it is clear. And that is good news for us. Because she cries out from the pages of the Bible... She shouts out from the consequences of sin that we see every day. She proclaims her truth loudly in every rock and every tree of God's creation. Friends, you do not need to look hard to find wisdom. It's not, as the world would have us think, for a select few who spend years meditating and searching inside ourselves. Or for those who were born with some special advantage. Wisdom is desperate to find you. 
But the second application is to hear that call and to repent. Wisdom requires that you turn away from yourself and toward the Lord. That's how we have defined wisdom as we go through this book of Proverbs. A journey away from yourself and toward the Lord. And obeying that call will be contrary to your natural inclination, friends. Because wisdom is not hard to find. But it is very, very hard to heed. Because to heed wisdom, you must recognize that you are not the master of your own life. You must receive an uncomfortable reproof and repent and turn toward the Lord. Because wisdom calls you to turn away from yourself. Wisdom calls you to turn away from greed and selfish use of your finances as we discussed last week. Wisdom calls you to turn away from sexual self-gratification. Wisdom calls you to turn away from dominating your family. Wisdom calls you to turn away from proving your political rightness online. Wisdom calls you to turn away from the lying to avoid the consequences. Those are the things that wisdom calls you to, friends. And those are hard to hear. So will you hear and heed? If you do, then the scripture promise you promises you will be anointed with wisdom. And you will see the world for what it is and for what it is not. Because it is not about me, after all. It is all about King Jesus. And friends, if Jesus is the true king, then he is the one with authority to crown and anoint those who come to him with wisdom. To anoint them with oil and to call them his children. Because, friends, wisdom cannot be found by looking deep within yourself. No matter how hard you look, it is tied inextricably to the person of Jesus Christ. So do you hear wisdom's clear call this morning to repent? Do you see the value of the promise if you do? But what happens if you ignore that call? What does wisdom promise then? If instead of heeding her call, you continue on your own way, heedless of a call for repentance. Read with me Proverbs 1 verses 24 through 33 and let's see. Because I have called And you refused to listen, have stretched out my hand 
and no one has heeded. Because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call upon me. But I will not answer. They will seek me diligently. But will not find me. Because they hated knowledge. And did not choose the fear of the Lord. Would have none of my counsel. And despised all of my reproof. Therefore. They shall eat the fruit. Of their way. And will have their fill. Of their own desires. For the simple are killed by their turning away. And their and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me. Will dwell secure. And will be at ease. Without dread. Of disaster. Friends, wisdom warns of the terrible momentum in rejecting her call. Verses 24 through 25 show, again, this continued refusal to hear until the very moment when they recognize their desperate need for that very thing which they have rejected. But... Tragically, by then, according to verses 26 and 27, it is already too late. The habits are too set. The momentum is too great to overcome. This is something I confess that I must always be on guard for in my own heart. The seemingly little ways... In which I reject every day God and his wisdom. I may tell people that I prayed for them that week. Because that seems like a good Christian thing to say. But I didn't. I may play a game on my phone while I'm at work. When I should be doing something else. Because no one will see. And it it honestly doesn't really have that big of an impact. It doesn't really matter. But it does. I may tell my wife that I spent $10 to buy myself snacks at the grocery store. But it was 14 Why do I even do that? Why? That is a stupid thing to do. Friends, wisdom calls to me to repent. And it warns me that the reason I do that is because my heart is not naturally inclined toward the Lord. It's inclined towards myself. And wisdom begs me to repent 
lest I build up that dangerous momentum of foolishness, foolishness, friends, of turning towards myself. Because a hard heart doesn't happen overnight. It happens every day as we ignore the call of wisdom and we deafen ourselves to turning away from our folly. Until, even though we seek wisdom in the end, we may not recognize it. And we cannot find it. Notice how wisdom that was once crying out loudly has gone silent in verse 28. In the moment when wisdom is most needed, it can't be found. And look at the consequences that are outlined in verse 31. Here is the doom that awaits those who reject wisdom's call. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way. And they will have the fill of their own devices. Friends, the danger of habitually doing what you want is that you might actually get what you want. And that is why ignoring wisdom is so, so dangerous. Because the fruit of our way is nothing less than death. That is where this momentum leads us, friends. And we become blind to the very thing that is killing us until the moment that calamity strikes. Which is why that I think the promise at the end of verse 33 is actually so, so beautiful. Look at it again. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Friends, the security promised by wisdom comes not from avoiding disaster necessarily, but in not fearing it when it comes because you have wisdom. That's beautiful. It means that as you embrace wisdom and you fear the Lord, then no disaster has the power to threaten you or terrify you or overwhelm you. Why? Because you know Yahweh. Calamity, friends, can come to both the wise and the foolish. But the wise are secure in the fear of the Lord. And the fools are baffled by the collapse of what they thought was secure. How do we see this play out? We see this as celebrities and YouTube stars and yes, pastors fall victim to the calamity of having their private sin recognized and exposed. 
another affair, another theft, another lie, until what has been hidden in the dark is finally seen. And calamity befalls not just those who are directly involved, but everyone around. And marriages are ended, careers destroyed, finances devastated. But as bad as all of that is, that, friends, is not the worst that could happen. In fact, the voice of wisdom can still be heard calling out in the midst of those calamities, pleading loudly and clearly for repentance. Because even then, it is not too late to repent at the reproof of wisdom and to turn in the fear of the Lord. It is not too late until we stand before the final throne of judgment. When we all face our final moment on this earth, when everything that was hidden is revealed, including the truth about where you found your hope. Jesus says this in Matthew 7, verses 22 through 23. That on that day, on that final day, there will be those that point to all that they did. Even great things in his name. But Jesus will declare to them, I never knew you. And he will cast them out as workers of lawlessness. Why, friends? Because in their hearts, they ignored the call of wisdom to repent and turn toward the Lord. They remained firmly seated on the throne of their own life and of their own heart. And though as they arrive at that that judgment, now they call Jesus Lord. And now they diligently seek for the wisdom that they desperately need. They will not now find her. And they will not now see what was needed was not the great works, but repentance. Do you see it there, friends? If you are deaf to the call of wisdom to repent, then you will pursue your own life, confident in your own desires and in your own actions. The momentum of quietly turning away from the Lord will carry you to the end until you stand before King Jesus and you don't even know how far you have been from him and how desperately you needed to repent until you are utterly destroyed. Those who ignore the clear call to repent will be destroyed. And so that is the true application of our text this morning, friends. Repent. 
Turn at the wise reproof from your own way and turn to Jesus. Because only the name of Jesus has the authority to secure your future safe from all calamity. Only he has the right to pay your debt and to write your name in his book of the redeemed. So please, please, friends, don't miss him. Please don't put it off one more day. Don't wait for the day of your calamity to seek the Lord. Because by then, it will be too late. So wisdom begs you to see Jesus and to know him. Friends, we all so desperately need Jesus. And by the grace of God, he has put himself in the place of wisdom. He has called out loudly to you from the street. He stands at the door of your heart and he knocks asking to come in. So please let him in this morning, friends. Because those who ignore the clear call to repent will be destroyed. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that it would speak powerfully to our hearts this morning, Jesus. God, we repent of all of the ways that we tried to save ourselves. God, we repent of comparing ourselves to those that we think we're better than. Father God, we repent of our sin. Father, we repent of refusing you the throne that is your right. God, transform us. Lord, you are the king. And so God, we hear your call this morning. And I pray that there are those who may turn in fear of you, Father God, to receive your blessing to receive your son. Maybe for the first time. God, thank you for your words to us this morning. Thank you that you are not silent, God. Thank you that you call to us, desperate to restore us to yourself. And that Jesus made a way. God, let us fight with the strength of your spirit against the momentum of foolishness. Lord, forgive me for my lies. Help me, Father God, to speak truth as you've spoken this morning. Father, we need you, Jesus. Amen.